The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulin Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. He goes on. There was a story you told about your CGM going off in the middle of the night, and it reminded me of my experience with my CGM. I live in the US and I'm sure you probably know how messed up our medical insurance is, but I work for a university and at least I have insurance. Anyway, you had shared that your CGM was alarming and saying your reading was low when your BGM said you were fine. I can tell you about one experience with all the BGMs and CGMs that I've gone through because of insurance brackets and the differences I've seen. I know the CGMs usually measure the interstitial fluid, which is usually behind the BGM readings. But with all the different meters, I've noticed that they all seem to have a certain percentage of deviation that is considered normal or in acceptable range. Often the CGM has been more accurate than my BGM, especially feeling lows. But a few weeks ago, my CGM was constantly reading about 20 to 30 points higher than my BGM. Some of the deviations can be very depending on the glucose level. So now... Each time I place a new Dexcom G6 sensor, I compare the reading from the CGM to a BGM reading to see if they are going to be close or a little wider in the acceptable range. Anyway, that's been my experience with the Dexcom over the last 15 months. As you were reading that out, I was just thinking, imagine if somebody was to listen to this <laughs> who isn't diabetic. <laughs> they, and I'm sure, I'm sure, like, we know that there are parents listening to the podcast and we know there are like brothers and sisters and cousins that listen to the podcast who aren't diabetic themselves yeah. but to hear this sort of language it's just like what the, what well, are you talking the, about what's the difference between a bgm and a cgm i know one is blood glucose monitor and a constant glucose continuous monitor. glucose monitor. continuous glucose yeah. monitor so what's the actual difference then so a bgm like a blood glucose monitor is you know the finger prick that i use grain yeah that you yeah, used to yeah. see over the years and then a cgm is a continuous glucose monitor much like the dexcom, dexcom. like we we're talking about okay. and the freestyle libra yeah so there was a lot in that again thank you alan i love getting these sort of emails because it proves that he's really into his management yeah. and he's really kind of clued into how his body is reacting to multiple different variables which is always good to see and hear but for me, 
it's kind of been the other way around. I've always really relied on my blood glucose monitor more than my CGM. And he pointed that out himself when he says that a CGM is in interstitial fluid. So when you have a CGM, it's not actually directly in your blood. It's in interstitial fluid, which is basically like between your skin and your blood. So that's why a CGM is always playing catch up. So it's never as accurate in my opinion. Well, from my experience. Whereas when you prick your finger and squeeze out a little blood, that's your actual blood. Do you know what I mean, Graham? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what I always do and what I'd recommend people to do is that if you're putting on a new CGM or you're using a new sensor or whatever it is, I always calibrate my CGM with my BGM, my blood glucose monitor. So, and what I mean by that is I'll put on a CGM sensor. I'll know that, look, it it might not be 100% accurate. So what I do is I do two blood sugar, blood glucose calibrations from my finger prick. And I do one from my left hand and one from my right hand. That's just kind of habit. Because sometimes if you check on your left hand and then check on your right hand you could be like point one or two or three off right. so yeah. that's what i always do and it's, it's funny actually i was only having this conversation with a client earlier and she called it the costello calibration method <laughs> 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 so i basically prick my finger on the left hand prick my finger on my right hand add the two of them together divide them by two that's the average of the two and calibrate that twice in my cgm so i know it's accurate and up to date with my actual blood rather than <clears throat> there's the voice crack i was wondering i was wondering when it was coming half an hour in all right we're not too bad <laughs> not too bad rather <laughs> rather than the interstitial fluid itself again it's like a different language if you're not <laughs> if you're not diabetic i think that answered alan's question uh, i hope so I, th- I think so too we just we threw another formula in there as well just the, the <laughs> yeah. calibration uh where are we i've really enjoyed listening to your podcast for a long time i had problems getting my a1c numbers down i finally decided that the only way to get my sugar numbers down was to figure out my own dosing you made a comment that i can't actually quote but it was something like you are now your own doctor or something like that and that's what i've had to do with my insulin dosing I had to figure out what works for me. Thanks for your podcast and the information that you share. I look forward to more great content. Thanks. Take care. And that is from Alan Edwards. And that's exactly what you do say. You're now your own doctor. Yeah, that yeah. was such, that was such a nice finish to the email. Yeah. So thank you, Alan. Much appreciated. And yeah, look, I've that's something I always preach on this podcast. And I always will continue to preach. And it's the fact of, look, the reality of it is, when you're type 1 diabetic, you're going to see your doctors, nurses, diabetic teams once, twice, maybe three times a year. Every hour of every day, you're still diabetic. That's not going to change. The more you understand about how food affects you, how exercise, stress, sleep, lack of, how all these things play a role in your overall management, the more you understand about that, the easier it's going to be. And Alan said it right when he said, you are your own doctor. Now, you're not actually a doctor, but you are the person that's going to look after yourself. You are the person that's in control of this thing. You have to be. It's not going anywhere. It's not going to change. 
So having the confidence to understand certain doses, playing around with doses, trying different foods, trying different exercises, all these kind of things, it's so important because you can't rely on those one, two, three appointments a year to make these magical adjustments to your management. It's just not going to happen. Of course, they're there to help. That's the purpose of them. But you have to be the one to take it in your hands to a certain extent, to really learn what you can about it and to keep yourself as healthy and as happy as you can with this condition, because you absolutely can. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.